Good evening, everyone, and welcome to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I am the host of Lag Radio, your weekly source of video game appreciation, chiptune idolatry, super sweet giveaways, and so very much more. This evening, episode 28, we're going to be covering a fighting game by the name of Injustice Gods Among Us, originally developed by NetherRealm Studios, known for the Mortal Kombat series, and published by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment back in 2013. We're going to be covering the history and development of the game. We're going to be talking all about the history and development cycle from NetherRealm. We're going to be talking about the story, of course, the plot of the game itself. We're going to be discussing the soundtrack a little bit and playing songs from it, but most primarily, I'm sure, is going to be the discussion on the gameplay. Given that it is a fighting game, there's a little bit, typically you would expect a little bit less on the story aspect, a little bit more on just the gameplay element. There's actually quite a bit in the story, so we are going to have a, a heftier segment on that, but the gameplay is going to be something that I want to discuss the most. In order to provide to you the utmost quality of episode this evening, I've brought into the station returning special guest, DJ Granola. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. How's it going today? It's going okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's Friday. I know. My dude. I'm super excited. I I'm know. Heading home this weekend, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Your voice doesn't sound excited. Oh, sorry. I guess it's. You're excited. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Just scream into the mic. That's fine. All right. So we're going to be discussing injustice. She played alongside me, and she also uh, got to watch some of the cutscenes and things. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we're going to be discussing the game from her perspective as well. So uh, if you want to call in 949-824-5824-949-UCI-KUCI is the number. You can call in to win later on. Later on, not now. Don't call in now if you want this particular reason to call in. If you want to win our giveaway later on, probably around the 730 or so-ish time, uh, we're going to be doing a giveaway for a free full copy of the game on the system of your choice, PS3, Xbox 360, or... PC. Yeah, I think it's also available on the Wii U, but I wasn't really able to find a lot of copies of that. So, uh, yeah, if you want a free copy of Injustice Gods Among Us, the first one, mind you, because there is a sequel that came out more recently, that one is not what I'm offering. It's the game that we're actually playing today. So, if you want to win that, 949-UCI-KUCI. Also, if you want to follow us on social media outlets, you have that freedom to do so. You have that freedom. And uh, you can go to twitter.com or facebook.com slash lagliferadio. You can go to the Instagram page is at DJ double underscore Marmar. There is the Twitch page, which I am slowly doing less and less of because stuff has just been kind of coming up. So we'll see. We might have a big announcement regarding that soon. But for now, it is twitch.tv slash DJ single underscore Marmar. You can find me on Sundays and Wednesdays, typically from 8 to 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then finally is the Lag Radio Archive, which is lagradio.kuci.org. All right, without further ado, let's get into the music. Let's listen to the title track, actually. Injustice Gods Among Us by Christopher Drake, one of the composers of the soundtrack. One of, I think, four, actually. So we're going to listen to Chris, Chris Drake's Injustice Gods Among Us. All right. Thank you for listening to KUCI 88.5 in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by DJ Granola, and we are Lag Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by DJ Granola, and we are Lag Radio. We just got done listening to two songs to start off this evening strong. We just listened to Christopher Drake with the song Lois. Batcave Mission. And then before that was the title track, Injustice Gods Among Us, off of, well, 
Injustice, Gods Among Us by NetherRealm Studios, originally published by Warner Brothers Interactive. So, if you don't know, Injustice, Gods Among Us, by the name, you can't really tell right off the gate, well, Justice, Injustice, I don't know, what is this, what is this game about? Well, basically, think about the DC Universe set in a Mortal Kombat-style game. So NetherRealm Studios was the developer, as I mentioned, and they are known for the Mortal Kombat series. You probably have heard of it before. You know, it's the one that's been around since the 90s. It's the one that was, like, the pretty much kick-started the violence in video games, actually, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, it was headed by a couple of, uh, well, quite a few individuals, actually, quite a few very talented people. But one of them was Ed Boon, who is still with the company to this day. Longtime craftsman behind the universe of Mortal Kombat. You know, have you ever heard of Noob Saibot? I have not. What is that? Noob Saibot was like a secret character in some of the earlier Mortal Kombat games. And uh, the name Noob Saibot, N O O B, Saibot, S A I B O T, it's the name of two of the developers backwards. So Noob being oh. Boone, who's Ed Boone, <laughs> and Saibot being Tobias, I forget the other part of that person's name but <laughs> that's okay just flip it <laughs> just flip it basically yeah so he's he's a, a pretty pretty big deal and while NetherRealm did work with the DC license before did you did you play Mortal Kombat versus the DC Universe no I haven't just some of the standard Mortal Kombat games okay now what do you think about Mortal Kombat generally it's one of my favorite games <laughs> one of your favorite games yeah I don't know I really am into like those sort of button mashing games where like you really I feel like you don't need too much skill to kind of pick up the controller, but like practice definitely helps like towards the end. So Okay, so you think the Mortal Kombat, just the inherent type of the fighting style in that game versus say, could you button mash as easily? How is the button mashing in Mortal Kombat different from button mashing in Street Fighter? Oh, hmm. I don't know. I haven't had too much experience with Street Fighter, so I can't really say, but um, I don't know. I just really enjoyed like the art styles in Mortal Kombat as well, and so I guess that's why I really liked it. The art styles, like yeah, and sort of like the fantastical like design of characters. So yeah, I don't know. With like heads being ripped off, spines oh, being for extracted. Sure. Yeah, the most recent Mortal Kombat with all their like um, fatalities. Sort of, yeah, their fatalities. Of course, yeah. yeah, turning people into babies, right? Yeah, and like babality. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Such a good art style. <laughs> Very dark art style. Yeah. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, how about Tekken, though? Did you play any Tekken? No, but I had friends who were really into it. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't play much Tekken, but I know that's like, I feel like most people who really like fighting games, like that's their go-to. Mm. Mm-hmm. The definitely lately, I think the Tekken is like the number one fighting game these days. It's got a huge following. Street Fighter kind of fell to the side when Street Fighter Five was released, and I, I don't think it was as as uh, prolific as the fourth one when that kind of came out. It was just like, whoa, this is a renaissance for fighting games. It just kind of kick-started everything. And, um, yeah, so right now Tekken is definitely the most popular. I'm just curious kind of where you stand with the button mashing in this game or the style of games versus button mashing in other fighting games, if you know. You know, what other fighting games have you played off the top of your head? Anything? I mean, okay. So Soul like, Calibur? Huh? Soul Calibur? No. Super Smash? Super Smash, yeah. Okay. The, I'm like still like rusty on the new Switch version, but mm-hmm. we're trying to get there. <laughs> same, same, same. Yeah, no, Kirby on the Wii version was like way too OP, so he was like my go-to. And I'm trying to use him now on the Switch, and it's just like, mm, where do you go? <laughs> Kirby was OP? I can't recall really? Kirby ever being... 
I like I, I don't know. I played him pretty well, so well, I played him pretty well too. Oh, okay. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not that he's OP, but just inherently you are good at Smash. False. <laughs> False. <laughs> we'll see. I'll challenge you later. We'll see. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So NetherRealm, they basically they worked with the DC license before on that one game, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, but they wanted to make a game that gave and this is completely pun intended. They gave justice to the DC universe, right? Wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I did it. I did it. Amazing. <laughs> so in order to fully focus on those characters, those stories, give it that bombastic action that one can expect from a blockbuster title, they gave an entire game to the DC universe, right? This time there's very, very little connection to Mortal Kombat whatsoever. Just one. Our special one. Our special one. We'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> but uh, one of the goals of theirs was to make sure that this was not just a Mortal Kombat clone. They wanted to go this route because it would allow them to experiment, allow them to play around with some ideas that they couldn't just shoehorn into Mortal Kombat because they've got this gigantic fan base that would just be up in arms if they just decided to remove the block button or um, start throwing in some of these interactable, interactive environment elements and stuff. So this was kind of their, their, yeah, ability to just test things out, see how it goes, which is pretty cool. Now, with Mortal Kombat titles, you expect these kind of hyper-violent, bloody special moves, which are fatalities, of course. And uh, they were trying to go with a T rating on this one because, I mean, you don't want to alienate fans exactly. You know, I think that there's an argument for the R-rated, like, Deadpool movies, mm-hmm. right? They are kind of special in that they are what they are but for the most part all the superhero movies are never going to reach you know 18 plus sort of sort of ratings it's not going to be yeah rated m for mature it's going to be just like yeah logan was pretty special logan was a special one too it was almost like not a superhero movie even it would just happen to star wolverine (laughs) yeah right right true (laughs) (laughs) it was like a western in some ways but i don't know so it was uh yeah, so this game was, they were trying to go with a T rating on it, so they had to tone it down a little bit. You don't have people ripping out spines from I mean, it only bodies. makes sense that way, because, I mean, like, kids are still looking up to, like, superheroes. Exactly. Like, we can't do that to them. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> of course, now kids are looking up to Deadpool, too, which is, is questionable. I don't know. Not going to talk down on anyone's parenting. You do you. Plus, we're talking about Marvel, so let's... That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. I forget about that. <laughs> so instead of having those really, really hyper-violent moments like you'd find in Mortal Kombat, you, instead you've got these really over-the-top moves. So, for example, Flash's super super move or whatever is where he does a lap around the entire Earth, and he uses the momentum to just crash this giant megaton punch on the enemy, which is pretty sweet. And, yeah, and then I think he, like, really quickly flashes behind the enemy and, like, hits them back to the ground again. It's just, yeah, it's very over the top. Or Superman, his move. Did you see that one? No. His is he uppercuts the enemy into the stratosphere. And (laughs) while they're flying through, he races past them and reaches a moment before they can get there. And then just, like, double axe handles them back down to the ground and just, like, yeah. I mean, it's Superman. It is Superman. Superman does what he wants. That's kind of the that's kind of the story of this game yes, as well. So, <laughs> yeah, very appropriate, very appropriate. Uh, but yeah, basically, they wanted to just go really hyper over the top. And they did mention how, in theory, when they started talking about some of these over the top moves, they were thinking eh, it sounds kind of lame, kind of gimmicky. I don't know, just kind of eh, this is not great. But once they saw it actually developed and built into through it, through the engine, they were like, this is actually pretty cool. You know, all right. Pretty nice. So let's listen to some more music, shall we? Of course. 
Cool. All right. So let's listen to some more music before we continue on with the development cycle. We're going to listen to Red Sun. Really special track, actually. This one, I don't know if I remember hearing it in the in the game itself, but it was most certainly on the soundtrack. And so do you know of Superman Red Sun? Oh, wait. Possibly. Is this... Oh, wait. Is this the one where um, he... Hmm... He doesn't fall like he, he doesn't like end up in Kansas. Correct. He ends up in Russia. Right? Mother Russia. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Duh. Yes. yes. He falls in Russia. And so he becomes this this icon for the communist like regime. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a really good story, too. Why so. is this in here? I'm not entirely sure. They don't and, yeah. tap <laughs> into any of that sort of. Maybe okay. there's a costume for him, like an alternate Sorry. costume, I think. Honestly, yeah, but otherwise, yeah. So here you go. The Easter egg song, Red Sun. After that, we'll listen to Wayne Manor, the entrance. And uh, yeah, we'll be back shortly. If you want to call in later on for the giveaway, 949-UCI-KUCI, 949-824-5824. Otherwise, we'll be back in just a little bit. Thank you for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marwa the Midboss. I'm joined by DJ Granola, and we are Lag Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lag Radio here with me, KUCI. I'm not, I'm not KUCI. I, I've done this in the past. Oh, this is not my first time. Oh. This is the head honcho. I am <laughs> Marmar the Midboss. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm joined by DJ Granola, and we are discussing Injustice, Gods Among Us by NetherRealm Studios. We just got done listening to a two, no, three song set. Most recently was Wayne Manor Great Room. Before that one was Wayne Manor Entrance. And before that one was Red Sun. <sighs> Duh. <laughs> we just put our hands over our hearts right now. <laughs> Same time. That was perfect. That was, what a great time. Oh my gosh. So we are discussing this Injustice game. We're going through the history and development cycle. So we were just talking about how they needed to make this game not a Mortal Kombat clone, which is pretty cool. However, one similarity between it and Mortal Kombat is that they both run on the Unreal Engine 3, which is really interesting because Unreal Engine is not typically used for fighting games. I don't think there are any other fighting games that have been used, have used this particular game engine. What are they normally used for? First-person shooters. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> Unreal is, is like a first-person shooter engine, so they had to adapt this, which is really interesting. Hmm. Now, when you compare Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, came out in 2011, to this one, Injustice, which came out in 2013, there's actually a lot of significant graphical improvements, and that's one of the things that the developers wanted to focus on when delivering the final product. There are a lot of better uh, lighting effects, for example. They wanted to focus on the realism. They wanted to make sure that the interactive environments all worked properly, and they were able to do different things with the interactive environments. We'll talk about that later, too, in the gameplay. Uh, Basically, they wanted to have the performance be to the par that you would expect in a Mortal Kombat game, but sometimes was, wasn't delivered in some of the previous titles, like Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. One of those uh, feedbacks that they got from MK versus DC Universe was that the online functionality was atrocious. It was so lag-written. Can you imagine... In terms of, like, fighting somebody? Yeah, online. Online, okay. Yeah. Now, do you... Do you feel like how how would you feel if you had a bunch of lag in a fighting game? Would this be like eh, this is still fun? Oh, I'm no, still that would suck because it's like I don't know if it's not lagging for the other person, then you're getting beat. You're getting trash. <laughs> you yeah, can't even see. Yeah, and you're you just can't end up on the ground. You're gonna be like, what happened? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, it's very very important in a fighting game. Um, you know, with some games you can survive when there's some lag. I yeah. think uh, that's just not as bad. 
But when it comes to fighting games, there are literally single frames that can decide crucial, crucial match-ending moves. And, you know, I've I've gone to Evo once before, I will say. I'm going to flex a little bit here. Been to Evo once before. It's a pretty good time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> which is, Evo is like the fighting championship of the world, pretty much, for, for many of the best fighting Christmas games. <laughs> I was not. I was there to spectate hard, and I did for three days or two days or whatever it was. It was a great time. Uh, but, yeah, it's you see some of these high, high, high-performing characters or players playing these characters, and you you can really tell that the match, usually, depending on the fighting game, but usually they're just flying around so quickly that you can't even understand what's going on, and yet somehow they're, it's like they're playing chess at a thousand times an hour. It's just, it's insane. And so, yeah, you see these little, like, little moves where, and sometimes the announcers will even talk about it when they're spec- when you're spectating, you listen to the announcers. Instant replay? Um, that's something that needs to be done. There needs to be an instant replay function or something. But yeah, there are moments where it's just like just this tiny little couple of pixels or this tiny little invincibility frame that someone's able to pull off. If you ever get the chance, you've probably seen it before as a Street Fighter gif from an actual Evo, I think from previous years or something. But it's uh, Daigo Umehara versus Justin Wong. And it's like the most talked about. This is the thing that got people into fighting games. Like Mm. this is just... Uh, such an insane moment even if you don't know anything about fighting games watch this clip of the two of them fighting it's ken versus chun li i think in uh street fighter alpha 3 third strike i think but yeah look up daigo and justin wong and gif or or video or something and it's just the most hype moment ever because yeah you'll see you'll see this is where it's all about with just the frame so you gotta have you can't have lag bottom line you can't have lag Certainly, again, some games can can survive without it, but you got to try and get rid of that when it comes to fighting games, especially. And so they wanted to make sure that their uh, online functionality was up to par. So I think that that's, when it came to the reception, I believe that that was something that they had fixed. I personally didn't play it online, but I think that, that they were able to get over that hurdle, which is great, which is really good. Now, interestingly... Injustice was actually being developed at the same time, around the same time, that Jeff Johns and Jim Lee were constructing the new 52. Oh, yes, the redesign. Yeah. Yeah, we both love Jim Lee. (laughs) That's true, yeah. We are both big Jim Lee fans. Now, when it comes to the DC new 52, basically they took the entire DC universe and they said, we're going to just reboot it all. We're going to go all into just like number one issues. We're going to have 52 different titles. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why they did this reboot as well. Very big reason, which had to do with just like changing the time continuum, basically. Oh, yes. And yeah. So it was just way too many things happening. Yeah, exactly. To make like one cohesive thing. Right. One cohesive thing with 52 things happening at the same time. But I mean, (laughs) it's because they're all like separate people. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a big big undertaking, and it's something that was very highly received for for a good time. Um, even though that meant like Superman had to restart at number one, or Batman had to restart at number one, but they brought on a lot of high profile writers and such. So this was around the same time as that redesign, which meant that the teams uh, between the New Fifty Two DC team and the Mortal Kombat NetherRealm slash Injustice team, they were able to kind of communicate and toy around with character designs in a way 
that wouldn't be like some of the upcoming comic titles. So it was pretty cool that they could communicate and yeah. they were giving. I was gonna ask you if like Jim Lee had any sort of influence on this game. Like I wouldn't say like it completely matches like the designs that he's produced that you have probably seen at like Hot Topic or something. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, they were still pretty new and fresh <laughs> they were yeah i think that they that they worked alongside jim lee i definitely saw at least one interview with ed boone and jim lee in the same that's so special okay. it is it's pretty cool you can so check happy. it out <laughs> yeah there you go so i know that he was part of it somehow yes now another uh important aspect of development is the partnership between fighting game professionals and nether oh. realm oh, yeah okay. so with regards to injustice they actually took some of the professionals in the fighting video game realm, and they said, hey, we need some help with this upcoming game. Can you give us some feedback? Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, they helped them out with constructing the game so that it both, you know, appealed to a casual audience, to the hardcore crowd at Evo. Um, they wanted to make sure that it had, that they were recognizing what the community wanted when it came to certain features in a fighting video game. One of those is, uh, and we'll talk about it in gameplay later on, but this is the single fight mode. Do you know what that was in the game? No, what is that? So single fight is where you're able to set up certain parameters and you're able to pick your character, pick the enemy, and that fight just repeats over and over and over so that you're able to get really good at certain matchups under very particular conditions. Interesting, okay. Yeah, that so that sense. sort of thing would be very, very, uh, yeah, desired by the hardcore crowd because you know that, oh yeah, I'm terrible against Lex Luthor, but um, you know I really want to play Aquaman for the next five years or whatever, so I'm going to just get really good at that matchup. So yeah, mm. cool. so that sort of thing. Anything that you found in your development research? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Not really? <laughs> going to be honest there. That's okay. Like what, like what do you mean? Like, Is there anything, any stories that you found, anything interesting that you wanted to... that i already didn't i was really focused on like the story oh okay i'm gonna leave that to you then (laughs) okay here we go all right don't let me down (laughs) (laughs) you guess all right in the meantime let's listen to arkham asylum cell block and then ferris aircraft hangar both of those by dan forden again injustice original soundtrack later on call in 949 uci kuci 949-824-5824 sometime around 7 30 or so we'll do a giveaway for a full copy of the game and without further ado Let's get into that music. Thank you for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by DJ Granola. Hey. And we are Lag Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by DJ Granola. We are Lag Radio. We are discussing this evening Injustice, Gods Among Us. Basically, DC, all the DC superheroes, or many of them, 30 in fact, superheroes and villains, thrown into the Mortal Kombat universe, kind of. Well, basically in a play style. So, we've gotten through the history and development cycle. We've talked about how Netherrealm came to make this game, their their kind of uh, mindset going into it, and how they wanted to make something that wasn't a Mortal Kombat clone. They wanted to give the appropriate amount of focus to the DC Universe story and characters. So, let's discuss that story and or characters. <laughs> so... <laughs> First off, the story begins in an alternate universe, right? Mm -hmm. Now, why don't you tell us about what's going on? So, don't we kind of open up with, like, Lex Luthor just talking to Superman? Or is that... I think it opens with Batman talking to Joker. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) But 
essentially, like, Joker is able to trick Superman into um, thinking that he's um, beating up Doomsday, correct? Right. And um, it eventually, like, they, we find out that Doomsday is actually Lois Lane with um, Superman's unborn child. <laughs> and so um, in this whole sort of battle, he ends up killing, quote-unquote, Doomsday, but it ends up being Lois. Lois dies with the child, and... Um, Superman's kind of like thrown into this sort of problem internal issue that he has to like um kind of I mean he he killed his his love so um but where does the whole uh bomb kind of fall into this See this is what I was trying to figure out and I was going to ask yeah. you about as well because I couldn't quite grasp that something happened when when Superman kills Lois Lane and his unborn child a bomb goes off now I don't know if that bomb is his child because maybe when Kryptonians or even half Kryptonians die that they set off like a explosion. I don't know, but it sounded like, well, there's, there's a little flaw in the story there. Then I guess so. It yeah. Wasn't properly translated. But. That's true. That's true. Now yeah. see in the, in this is in the alternate universe. We do in a little bit, we go back to the normal universe, the normal DC universe. And, um, there, Joker actually has a nuclear device. So this is yeah. why I think mm-hmm. that maybe in this alternate universe, there was a nuclear device actually planted somehow and when superman was busy fighting doomsday or something the joker was able to set set it off off. Mm -hmm. yeah exactly so that's what i'm thinking might be the case but either way it destroys metropolis kills millions of people Mm -hmm. and of course consumes trying to right his wrongs yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so superman is not able to to withhold his anger over killing his love Mm -hmm. and his child and so in desperate, well, not even desperation, in anger, in passion, and in, in grief, he kills the Joker. And uh, basically, this just throws everything out the window because that's not something that Superman does. Yeah. Right? It's a very big deal. Mm-hmm. Superman, I think, well, spoilers for Man of Steel, which came out <laughs> a decade ago or something at this point. But, yeah. like, yeah, that's one of the biggest um, issues amongst, I think, comic book fans of that movie was that at the end, Superman kills someone mm-hmm. and also has this big old fight in the middle of Metropolis, which would also have tons of collateral damage, which is not a very Superman thing. So people thought, this isn't real. This isn't really Superman. This is fake. Still enjoyed it. <laughs> still had a good time. I still enjoyed it as well, yes. Except for that little part at the end, I think a lot of people enjoyed it too. So so yeah, once Superman kills the Joker, then things just go out the window and f- over the number of years following superman becomes this kind of god king ruthless dictator fellow who just is trying to control everything and giving like his sort of team of superheroes these pills that make them essentially invincible like right yeah and everyone's trying to get their hands on them both sides both universes yep 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 these pills are part kryptonite i think or something or they're developed from some sort of nanotechnology related to krypton and so that is a that enables whoever swallows one of these pills to become like thousands of times stronger or Mm -hmm. something more resilient so he kind of just like takes over this entire world the people that are part of the justice league over there and some actual supervillains as well join his crew which is interesting you know you'd think that if the villains are starting to join your side you would think well maybe i'm doing the wrong thing here but now nah, he's like yeah. i'll just take whatever help blinded. i get he's That's blinded exactly <laughs> and at that point batman actually in this alternate universe starts to realize this is not going the way that it needs to go and he just like batman. breaks off yeah of course it's batman <laughs> he breaks off he creates his own kind of uh, ragtag group of uh superheroes 
I don't know if there are any super villains on his side, but I mean, Lex Luthor eventually. True. Yeah, he um, becomes like a mole. Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. yeah. So maybe some villains then. But uh, yeah, this is basically five years into the time when Superman had started his whole like worldwide regime, and this is when we jump into the normal universe of DC. And you've got just like a whole bunch of people like beating each other up. You've got these very, yeah, it's kind of like the opening scene where everyone's fighting amongst one another. There's some sort of like world ending plan that's being put into place by Lex. So Lex is being fought by various other superheroes. And Mm -hmm. yeah, the Justice League is doing their thing, basically. And there, like we mentioned, there is a nuclear device that Joker has in the middle of like Metropolis City Park or something. And Batman is trying to go to stop him. I think the Flash and some others are trying to stop him at the same time. It's like this kind of slow-mo where he's just about to set this off. And then just about before he's able to press the button, um, basically a a portal is opened up and sucks in a bunch of them into this alternate Superman-ruled world, right? Mm -hmm. And at that point, I think everyone's split up too, right? Yeah. I mean, there's like... There's just like this kind of like little subplot where basically Superman, Cyborg, and Flash are kind of like doing their own thing, whereas everyone's trying to figure out where they are. Right, because they're still in the normal universe, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the ones that don't get... back to their team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're trying to get everyone back into the the correct world. But meanwhile, over in the evil world, ooh, Superman, (laughs) the bad Superman realm. Yeah. Yeah, everyone is kind of split up. Green Lantern is in one area over by... Um, I forget where he ends up. There's Batman in another area. There's Joker in another area. And, yeah, they have to try and kind of find each other. there now, too, in the bad Superman world. Right, yeah. So this is one of the things that happens, too, is that Green Lantern finds his counterpart, but he's not ruled by willpower anymore. No, he's not utilizing willpower. No, he's utilizing fear Mm -hmm. because he becomes a Yellow Lantern and he joins Sinestro in that. So now you're a Green Lantern fan, kind of? Yeah. I think the lanterns are cool. Okay. You know all of the different cores? For the most part, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is your favorite? Mm, the Probably the blue lanterns. <sighs> See, that's me. <laughs> I am the blue lantern. Uh-huh. If we had, <clears throat> excuse me, if we had DJ Raltz on here, she, she knows as well that I'm a huge, huge Green Lantern fan, and she actually calls me Saint Walker, who was like the first blue lantern that there was. Wow. Because I'm just Stop so flexing. Just positive, so I hopeful. Mean, you already flexed before the music, and now you're doing <laughs> it again. <laughs> uh, I just can't I stop. Know. Overall, like hope's just a really strong feeling. It's true. I it's true. It's, it's true. Something that you really need to hone. So that's why I think it's really special. Good. I quite agree. <laughs> but uh, also, orange is pretty cool too. It's just one guy. Wow. Just the entire core is just well, one guy because he's just the most greedy. Of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't have two most greedy people in the world. So. Yeah, Larflees. Oh, that's silly, <laughs> silly, silly. So Aquaman goes to Atlantis, finds his counterpart, beats him up, figures out that apparently there was some sort of deal that was being made in Atlantis to, mm-hmm. uh, like, the Aquaman of the evil universe. It was basically just wanted to give Atlantis to Superman. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he had full control over it, which was, like, crazy in, like, the good Aquaman's eyes because it's just, it's, it's his world. Why would he want to give it up to Superman? Um, but yeah, they beat each other up. Super cool. Um, 
what's really cool about um, distinguishing between the good and bad world is that you kind of see these alternate costumes that everyone has. Right. And um, can get confusing sometimes. You're talking about that during the break. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to distinguish when um, you're in the good or bad side because like some costumes between like the two Supermans, the two Flashes, um, there's very little changes in between. So you just got to pay attention to the story. You know what's a big difference between the Superman though? What? One of them looks like that they slept for maybe like two hours <laughs> over the past three nights, and the yeah. other one does not. Well, you already know how I feel about the whole Superman design in general. So <laughs> Sure, sure. This is true. Why don't you give that to your fans, though? How do you feel? <laughs> He's like just not the most <laughs> handsome guy. <laughs> not the <He's> most. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, after watching the whole thing, like I kind of saw what they may have seen like in terms of character design, but... I don't know. Superman's supposed to be like the most handsome guy that you'll ever see. Yeah. And he just wasn't doing it for me. He's the Sorry. Boy Scout. Yeah, he's supposed to be. I don't know. I was kind of like, even though I was I kind of against how Batman is like the ringleader and all of this, like trying to make sure that everyone's on their sides, mm-hmm. um, Batman just ended up looking better. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh la la. <laughs> so um, we're going to listen to a little bit more music in just a moment before we continue on with the story. But uh, don't forget about our social media outlets too. Are you following any of the social media? Of course. Media? Oh, of absolutely. course. Please. So join join DJ Granola and <laughs> follow me at the various different. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Instagram is at DJ double underscore Marmar. Twitter and Facebook is slash lag life radio yeah that one <laughs> and uh twitch is twitch.tv slash dj single underscore marmar where i stream on wednesdays and sundays from 8 to 10 pacific standard time however that is going to be changing because i'm going to be talking about some announcements a little bit later on that's going to have to change big news big news big news Get big ready. news <laughs> <laughs> so look forward to that it's going to be changing uh the schedule for that for sure and then uh oh yeah our lag radio archive lagradio.kuci.org And without further ado, let's listen to at least one other song before we take a short, short break. Let's listen to Batcave Crime Lab. (gasps) Enhance. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Enhance my interest in this game. (laughs) And I did by playing it. Ah. Yes. I know. Yeah, I get a 360. (laughs) (laughs) So enjoy it. Batcave Crime Lab by Dan Ford. And we'll also listen to uh, a few short Pacific. Pacific. Specific. Specific. I was going to say Pacific Standard, but no. PSAs is not Pacific Standard announcements. It's public Public service. service, I got you. Yeah, we'll get you with those PSAs. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you in just a little bit. Thank you for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM at Irvine. Again, my name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by DJ Granola, and we are Lag Radio. Yay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by DJ Granola. Hey, what's up? (laughs) And we are Lag Radio this evening. We are discussing Injustice, Gods Among Us from NetherRealm Studios. We're going through the story of it, which was actually so interesting and unique, such that they even made a comic book after it was released. So it's based on comic books. They made a comic book based on a game based on comic books. Sick. Yeah. Pretty cool. Inception. Where? (laughs) (laughs) So we are discussing the story. We're talking about how basically there's this evil alternate universe where there's an evil Superman who takes over the world because uh, he accidentally killed his beloved Lois Lane and son. So evil that he kills so many people along the way. Yeah. I think one of our favorite deaths that Superman was behind was the uh, Shazam one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves. but. (laughs) 
to talk about that. Yeah, though. we'll talk about that <laughs> shortly. <we're> shook. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the the good people, the good version of the Justice League, gets sucked into a portal to this evil realm, and they are split up. They have to try and find each other, which they do, and they're kind of rounded up by the Batman from this alternate universe. And uh, also Lex Luthor, who happens to be a mole, like we mentioned. He's he's yeah. like a spy. Because mm-hmm. because originally, like in the comics, you know, like Superman and Lex Luthor have like some sort of history. And so Superman um, really trusts Lex because of his like knowledge and technology and stuff like that. And basically being his tech guy, <laughs> yep. making sure all his plans are working. Exactly. And so apparently... Batman, of course, he has a he has a way out for every situation, right? That's the whole Batman yeah. thing. His his mm-hmm. shtick is always that always has a solution. Always has a solution. <laughs> just got to give him enough time. That's all you got to do. So he had a solution to this Superman issue, and that is a kryptonite-based weapon, which happened to be in yes. the Batcave, and they needed mm-hmm. like the DNA of all the different justice league people or whatever, mm-hmm. like at least five members or something. And because that in that evil version of the um, the evil universe, the Justice League is on Superman's side. He doesn't have that ability to access that weapon. Yeah. But now that people have been drawn from the normal universe into this one, he can use them to, to unlock it. So, this is where I kind of, kind of got confusing for me hmm. in the sense that he was trying to find Green Arrow, but he found like trouble with that because Superman kills Green Arrow in the beginning. Do you recall that? They're like in the cave, and then like he mentions it to Green Arrow, and Green Arrow's kind of like, "Uh, can we not talk about it?" Do you recall that? No, I don't. Oh, okay, <laughs> but yeah, apparently, I think Batman was having trouble trying to find like the Green Arrow, Green Arrow from his universe or something like that. Hmm. But he was already dead. Well. <laughs> and so. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit confusing. Well, it's kind of gonna inherently be a little confusing when you've got two different universes with the same people in it mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay but anyway so <laughs> he he gets them all together they put their hands in their dna Ooh. is scanned and then they're able to find um the suitcase with this sort of uh kryptonite weapon in it right um but they run into who was it um they run into someone they ran into one of the villains and then like oh it was freaking oh, crap <laughs> it was um what do they look like colors no, it's Black Adam's um, villain. Black Adam is the villain. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> My brain's working today. <laughs> you're good, um, you're good. Yeah, no, Bla- they run into Black Adam, and um, they kind of have a little fight. And um, Because he has, yes, a tussle. Um, because he has sort of like lightning powers. Um, it's able, it like shocks everyone, including the weapon, magically. Um, but the, the sort of crypt kryptonite serum is is okay but the gun isn't so they have to find some other solution for it oh that's what it was thank you for that i actually didn't remember exactly that no worries but uh yeah there's also the joker kind of subplot going on here too right so i know right so basically as always always, (laughs) this is true so the joker had been killed in this evil universe by superman way back at the beginning, right? That's kind of like mm-hmm. what triggered this originally. Yeah. So when our Joker, the main Joker, goes into this parallel universe, he finds Harley, and Harley is originally like, who are you? You look like my Mr. J. Yeah. And, um, but eventually she comes around and, and starts following him and helping him out. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's not a great person towards Harley. Yep. Very abusive. So um, 
Yeah, this kind of does go into into more of it later on too, where I think doesn't she doesn't she lock him up or unlock him or something from She does prison? unlock him because like prior to that, um Joker kind of wants to start like his own little army. I'm guessing he still wants to take over. Like he wants to get Superman like off the pedestal, which is like basically what the good justice league wants to do too but joker wants to take that spot right and so um he kind of like brings all of his sort of minions together and um is able to get his hands on that sort of uh little pill that superman distributes to all of his team right um and so he makes his team invincible including himself and um but the good justice league comes in on time and they're able to like basically incarcerate him but unfortunately harley quinn blinded by love takes him out again um and so you kind of just have like a few more battles with the joker Mm -hmm. and just making sure that he stays in his spot (laughs) now i will say this is a very clever way of how they wanted to handle the argument of okay how can you have superman fighting against green arrow and green arrow doesn't just get torn to pieces right in the fight Mm -hmm. that was kind of what people were thinking in the beginning like how can you put them on the same stage well supposed to be the strongest yeah of course yeah Yeah. and batman i mean superman versus batman would be a very Mm -hmm. difficult fight as the movie showed yeah but batman had to like pull out all the stops in order for him to be at least like yeah strong enough so of course Mm -hmm. superman is so op yeah like the most op of any character ever Mm -hmm. pretty much there's like a point in like i think in the comics where it's either in the comics or the movies but um like the sort of animated DC movies, but um, Superman and Flash are, like, trying to verse each other in, like, terms of speed. And even oh, Superman's yes. able to surpass, like, Flash. Like, it's not even his main superpower, but, like, Superman can do it. So. Yeah. That's yeah. a old... There's a very old comic. Yeah, there yeah. was a race between mm-hmm. the Flash and Superman, and who would win? Oh. The Flash Superman. is also very <laughs> OP, too. Huh? Superman is very OP, but so is the Flash. Oh, for sure. Like, but... amongst the most most powerful. Yeah. I mean, Flash can reverse time. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. Go through molecules and things, and it's crazy stuff. I don't great know. Guy. <laughs> it's a great guy. But Superman can punch a hole in reality, so, <laughs> eh, you know, it's kind oh of a toss-up there. Either way, so <laughs> we're going to be discussing some more of the story in just a little bit. Let's listen to some more music, though, for now. So let's uh, get to, let's go to, oh, okay. Let's listen to a couple of my favorites, actually. So Insurgency. We're going to listen to Insurgency Command Center and Insurgency Luther's Lab. Uh, by Dan Forden, and I quite like these ones because they sound different from the rest of the soundtrack, and this is something that's kind of, yeah. I think from here on out, we should call the Good Justice League Insurgency because that is actually, I just recalled now that that's like the their team name. Fine, okay. I mean, yeah, that isn't, like, <laughs> yeah, you're right? right. You're right. Like, yeah, so the like, insur- kind insurgency. of like Rebels and like Star Wars. Like, they were called the Insurgency, right? Yeah, yeah okay. you're right. All right, Insurgency. Okay. We'll yeah. go with that for the future. <laughs> Thank you very much. So we'll listen to Insurgency, uh, Command Center, and Luther's Lab by Dan Ford. And if you want to call in in just a little bit, 949-UCI-KUCI, we're going to be doing a giveaway for a full copy of the game, Injustice, Gods Among Us. So call in in i don't know i'll probably mention it maybe in like 15 or so minutes so look forward to that and we'll see you in just a little bit thank you for listening to kuci 88.9 fm in irvine my name is marvin the mid boss i'm joined by dj granola and (laughs) we will be back back in a little bit hello everyone and welcome back to lag radio here with me marvin the mid boss i'm joined by uh dj granola (laughs) i forgot my name for a second yeah i know i just see this hooded character it's really scaring (laughs) me right now i'll take it down (laughs) are you cold is that what it is no it just looks super cool (laughs) oh yeah well yeah super super cool because it's superhero week with injustice gods among us 
Woo! <laughs> so we are covering Injustice by NetherRealm Studios. We just got in listening to two songs, Insurgency Luther's Lab and Insurgency Command Center. Now we're talking about the story still. We're still plugging away through that. So what happened was is we were able to get a hold of this kryptonite weapon, but the weapon itself broke, right? Mm-hmm. And so... But I think eventually, so what they u- eventually do is, like, because the serum was preserved, I think Lex Luthor gets his hands on it, and then, like, that's when he, quote-unquote, betrays Superman. Betrayal! Bad Superman. Bad course. Superman, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he ha- he kind of has, like, this whole plot um, as he's, like, battling other, like, bad superheroes. Um, he super, super, uh, am I getting too far ahead if I were to say that Superman like heads towards like the watchtower? No, you're right there. Okay. So then he- Superman head towards the wa- heads toward the watchtower and the watchtower explodes. Right. For some reason it was, it was basically like a trap. It was, I think it was Deathstroke that did something, right? Oh, okay. And when yeah. you're playing as Deathstroke, I think you set up like some sort of charge or something that yeah, explodes so it. so he heads over there. Um, he explodes like while he's up in the atmosphere and then as he heads towards like the surface, um... Uh, Lex kind of like sets up a target towards him to basically shoot him with the serum. But again, lightning comes back in and Shazam is the Shazam! one behind it. Yeah, yeah. Bad Shazam though. Um, Shazam's behind it, stops Lex, and then again, we don't, we're not able to take down Superman. Yeah, and when he stops Lex, we're not saying that he just like gives him a quick punch in the jaw and then lets him lay down. No, Superman murders Lex Luthor. Oh, right. We're jumping to that now? <laughs> yeah, well, this is okay. where he dies. Yeah, yeah, Well, this is... Huh? Yeah, this is where he dies, doesn't he? I think that's a bit later. It's kind of like where Shazam is just like... He's talking to um, the Bad Flash, and he's like... He's saying, like, mm, I don't think this is, like, as great as we think it is. Um, or no... Wait. Yeah, yeah, no. I know. No, right. I think this is where he dies. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm getting... No, you're good. All you're my good. timelines mixed There's up. There's someone else just big like who <laughs> dies, which is what we've already kind of spoiled. Just like the but DC, right? Just like the DC. Maybe you need a new 52 <laughs> for your life. How about that? New year, new you. Dang. New 52. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Superman at this point says, this is going way in a different direction than it needs to. I'm going to just destroy Gotham and Metropolis. Mm-hmm. Just like, psh, whatever. No big deal. Just wipe them out. And, uh, yeah, at this point, some of the people who are part of the Evil Justice League start to think, maybe we shouldn't be taking this route. Mm -hmm. And so Shazam is one of those who's just like, guys, what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. And what happens? He gets killed. He gets killed. But he doesn't just, like, get killed by, like, heart attack or by, like, punch to the throat or something. Okay, want to describe it to everyone? So So Superman, (laughs) doesn't he freeze him first, right? Yes, he grabs him, freezes his mouth so he stops talking. Right, yeah. (laughs) And then just uses his freaking laser vision to just... Burn he, holes in Shazam's yeah, head. Through, yeah, it's definitely through his forehead, right? Through his skull. Like I, I thought it was through his eyes for I a thought second. it was through its eyes, too. Was it? I think so. Okay, that works, too. Either or, it's pretty gruesome. Yeah, because there is you a just, brain behind your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just slowly see, like, two little dark patches on the back of his hood. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just uh, assume that those are definitely laser beams. <laughs> yeah, and he falls to the ground and, yeah, yeah. smoking. And Grundy goes to bury him. Oh, yeah, Solomon grundy who's one of the villains who decided to join the yeah. uh the mm-hmm. evil think, justice league i think he was one of the easier ones to sway <laughs> true true <laughs> yeah so he buries uh he buries shazam and flash at this point starts to defect as well mm-hmm. starts to decide this is not 
where we should be going. And he tries to get Yellow Lantern on his side, but Yellow Lantern's not oh, having yes. any of okay, it. Okay, that's what I was getting confused about. Yeah, I okay. thought Shazam was the one stopping Flash, but yeah, right. it was in fact Yellow Lantern. So it's at this point also that over on the Insurgent side of things, our Insurgent Batman starts to... Uh, Try to find his Batman, or... No, he had, he had found his Batman, oh, I think, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's around here where they decide that they need to... The only way to deal with Superman is to get Superman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so yes. they're like, we're going to try and get the OG Superman, the correct Superman. So really try to, like, bring, create that portal so that he right. can come through. <laughs> right, right, right. So Superman's regime and the insurgency start to do battle, right? Because, like, on the insurgent side, I think you've got the... The I think Aquaman was able to get like the forces of Themyscira, right? Was that it, or was it? Talking about like the sea creature part. <laughs> well, there was the sea creature part, yeah, where Aquaman like is riding these giant mollusks or something. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. And then there was also the part where they, don't they have their own army though? Oh, okay. They bring like the Amazonians about. from mm-hmm. because I think Wonder Woman. The evil yeah. Wonder Woman had like... And Ares comes you know. through too. Right. Yes. Right. So Ares comes in, teleports Wonder Woman to Themyscira mm-hmm. and reveals that basically... Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He wants yeah. to help. He's just like, the Amazons are going to be helping to invade Metropolis with Superman, evil Superman. Mm-hmm. So are you going to let that happen? And she's like, no, 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 no. And so she one-on-ones like the evil Wonder Woman mm-hmm. says something yes. like about how you're Superman's rebound girl or something. Just, oof. Oof no, and no, no, yikes! Oh no 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 no! You're, you're, that's like that's way back. Death Deathstroke was the one that said that. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. No, I know, I know. Oh. I don't know. Maybe she. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But for sure, Deathstroke. Yeah, man. This game had really good quips. <laughs> there were some good little quips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for <man>. sure. <laughs> <laughs> we were so speechless when that happened. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ah, jeez. Um. So the insurgents and the Amazons basically uh, are going to team up. And they fight against um, the Aquaman army, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the evil Aquaman army. Yeah. Is it this point that they were able to suck it? Oh, I think we forgot something, though. We forgot about what was going over on in the Prime world, right? So Flash, Cyborg, and Superman were all trying to get their friends back into the normal. Yeah, but then, like, slowly but surely, they kind of get thrown into the... Cyborg alternate. does. Yeah. I don't know. Does, does good Flash come over? I don't think he does. I think he does, cause like really, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember him being part of the. I just remember the evil Flash. Hmm. But he was already like leaning towards being on the good. Maybe that's why we got confused. Could be again. Their costumes again. are way too close, <sighs> and we just probably got them mixed up. Come on, guys, do like a <laughs> Batman noir. Do like a. <laughs> I don't know. You haven't seen Spider Verse yet. We're gonna be. I haven't. We're gonna be watching that. Somebody watched it without me. Uh you know what? <laughs> I am willing to watch Again, multiple we're talking about Marvel. Yes. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Whoops. Go- well, okay, there's Gotham by Gaslight. That's what it's called. Not Batman Noir, but Gotham by Gaslight is their, their version. Gaslight. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because okay. it's like 30s style, like black and white. Gaslight him in the movie? No. Oh, okay. I don't know. No, like Gaslight, like an actual term. Gaslight, right? No, I know, but when I hear that term, I think like, Oh, Psychological sure. thriller. Whoa. Jeez. <laughs> Either way, so they're able to suck in Superman, the real Superman, the OG Superman, into the uh, evil Superman universe. And yeah, they fight. They face off. There's even like a fight against Doomsday, I think, right? Superman mm-hmm. fights Doomsday. 
um, again, again, <laughs> and is actually able to take him out. I think he like launches it's not him into Lois space. This time. <laughs> yes, not <Lois. laughs> confirmed. She she did. She did. Oh, God. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Prime Superman, our our good Superman, tells that the evil the evil counterpart basically that Lois would just be like she would not be down for what you're doing right now to the world. Mm-hmm. And I think he kind of just crumbles after that that loss and uh, allows himself, I guess, to be... Because I can't imagine that the evil Superman would just be, like, helpless at this point. Yeah. Right? I figure he's probably internally like, oh, man, I'm doing wrong things. I got beaten. I could probably fight I mean, more. you can but... see it throughout the whole movie. I think I was going to mention that one of my favorite parts, I thought it was kind of funny, but also it's, like, meant for a sort of, like emotional section of the uh the game but um he asks lex if there is another lois in the other dimension and lex is just like nope there's only one (laughs) and you killed her (laughs) yep sorry guy (laughs) zipperman's just like well okay (laughs) 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 thanks for thanks for rubbing it in (laughs) (laughs) yeah for real so superman is taken down his regime is split up and dismantled and uh yeah everyone is kind of like they go to prison if they didn't like defect over to the good side, mm-hmm. Batman's insurgent Batman side. Mm-hmm. So at that point though, there's this little like, I don't know if it was after the credits or if it was just before the credits. Are you talking about like when they finally like see him in his cell? Yeah, you see Superman yeah, in his cell. Before the credits. And it goes into, and you see in his eyes that there's still something there. Something there. There's still some laser vision there. going on. Ooh, so, and Injustice 2 has been released. So, yeah, so. there we you go. Know Sequel. That, like, What's the, what's the big surprise? Whoa. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's going to do it for the story. Did you enjoy the story? What did you think? Yeah, the story was pretty good. Um, just seeing, like, the different types of uh, costumes that they put on the characters, trying to keep up with, like, who's who. And, um, yeah, just seeing, like, all the conflicts. And, like, it's always cool when you can get a bunch of superheroes together. Any excuse to get all the superheroes together, people are going to love it because it's, like, you see your favorite. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was a fun story. I like the fact that the way that they handled it was here's some really long cutscenes. Here's a couple fights. Here's some really long cutscenes. Here's a couple fights. The transition. Okay. That's what I thought was really special about this game is that like the sort of cutscenes um, aren't a different like animation style from like the actual game characters. So like they were able to quickly transition between those two. Like, right. It, like, yeah. It, I don't know. It was a good transition. I agree. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. It was a fun story. Now let's take a little break let's listen to some music before we jump into discussion about the gameplay Ooh, Ooh. yeah i mean it's a fighting game so i definitely want to discuss i'm gonna ask you about your gameplay because that's what i noticed when we were playing together so all right i can do that sounds good to me so we're gonna listen to dan forden once again hall of justice plaza is gonna be up next then we'll listen to metropolis museum thank you for listening to kuci 88.9 fm and irvine you know what before we sign off though for the moment Let's do a giveaway. Okay. <gasps> yes. All right. So if you want to call in 949-824-5824-949-UCI-KUCI, you can win a copy of Injustice Gods Among Us, and I'd be happy to have it shipped to you completely free of charge just as a thank you for listening for this evening. So 949-UCI-KUCI, you can win a copy for the PS3, Xbox 360, or PC, whichever you choose. I'll have it shipped straight to your doorstep. So thank you very much for listening. 2KUCI, 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by DJ Granola. Hey, hey. And we are Lag Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to KUCI, 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I'm joined by DJ Granola. 
And we are Lag Radio. We are discussing <laughs> Injustice, God's Among Us. We just got done talking about the story. Finally. Finally, yes, <laughs> it is quite God. the... Mag. And uh, we also just got into listening to a couple of songs. So most recently, Metropolis Museum, and before that was Hall of Justice Plaza, and those were by Dan Forden. All right, we are now going to discuss a little bit about the soundtrack. Just to let you know, there were four, four, count them, four... Composers. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Christopher Drake, Dean Grinsfelder, Chris Velasco, and Sasha (laughs) DeKision. You were doing so well. (laughs) I I know. I know. Uh, I think that sounds like an Armenian name. No, I don't know. DeKision? Yeah. The the Yan, I think, is what really throws me. Y-A-N. Yeah, so four composers total. They spread across two albums that they crafted a whole bunch of music for this particular soundtrack really encompasses the dc superhero feel i think right sort of music that i would expect in like a dc film okay but do you not agree no i mean i thought you said they were kind of generic in some way see this there's positives <laughs> and then there's negatives okay uh-huh. okay there are positives well, into positive it, is that i do feel like it 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 has that feeling, you know, it's just the sort of thing you'd expect in like a superhero movie. You'd expect to see your favorite actor, actress in spandex. Mm. Like this is the music that would accompany that. However. But yeah, I think we both agreed on like, we're not, I don't know. It's just not one of the games where you kind of focus on the soundtrack. It'd be nice. That'd be cool. I think sure. it'd be an addition, but like. Now there are some fighting games with some really good soundtracks. Yeah. If you ever get listened to, there's a game I'm called sure. Guilty Gear. And that soundtrack is the most rockin' heavy metal sort of soundtrack period for a fighting like, game for especially for a fighting game yeah that's the sort of soundtrack i have listened to numerous times outside of playing the game it is such a good time so that is one of the more unique examples i could give this is more of just you know i mean it's good but it's what you expect but you said it's quite redundant it's kind of yeah you can't really tell the difference between something that plays in the batman cave versus something that plays in city metropolis, metropolis. Yeah. yeah so I don't know. Some some tracks do outperform others. Like I mentioned, I really enjoyed Insurgency and some of the other ones that kind of play around with sounds a little bit more. But um, yeah, I don't know. Some of them are just not quite. That's okay. Up to par. It's okay. That's all right. <laughs> now gameplay, though. I do want to discuss this before we mm-hmm. part. So let's discuss gameplay. This is a fighting video game, first off. Yeah, right? So that means that there are going to be attack buttons. Those attack buttons are light, medium, and heavy. And there's a special move button. So instead of having a block button, dedicated block button like in Soul Calibur and I think Mortal That's Kombat. That's I was asking for. <laughs> I know. You're like, where's the block button? Where's the block button? <laughs> no, there's no block button. Press backwards. That's all you got to do. But there's a move button that's unique to each character. So, for example, Batman summons these, like, robot drones. Mm-hmm. Or if you're playing as Nightwing, it, he usually uses, like, a collie staff, but he can turn it into nunchucks. I thought they were, Okay. Escrima sticks, but sure. <laughs> what? Aren't they Escrima sticks? Oh, Escrima. What is Escrima? Escrima is a type of martial art. Okay, excuse me. All right. Martial arts it proficient. Is. <laughs> granola over I, here. Like I don't know. <laughs> so I'm maybe sorry. they're Escrima sticks. No, I'll Perhaps. never be back on you again. <laughs> nope. Hope you enjoyed your time. Now you're going to be exiled just like, uh, what's his name? <laughs> the one guy from, that, from the episode that we did on uh, Brothers. Do you remember that one? Oh, no. Yeah, I had one of the interns, and in. he gave me such a hard time. Oh. He was so funny, though. He'll, he'll come back on. We'll have him one oh, of these okay. days. He was such a th- he was the first contrarian that we've had on Lag Radio. Mm. He was very much a naysayer, like, eh, this game is all right at best. Uh-huh. And you like, were oh, just like, it's the best game ever. <laughs> well, I, <want> to- <laughs> I don't know. 
Anyways, you'll you'll come back eventually. Okay. Just you'll be exiled for a few months. That's all. <laughs> Dang it. To the gulag. <laughs> nah, because we played Red yeah. Sun, right? <laughs> Anyways, so there are also grab moves, of course, and there are special moves and super moves. So difference grabs. between them. Huh? It's hard to do grabs. See, because you gotta be so close. Yeah. yeah, there's not there's like no range on your grab. Mm-hmm. It's really like not even arms length. I feel like it's like T Rex arms length. You have to be really close. Yeah. Kissing but, distance. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Kiss me. <laughs> yes, pile driver. Uh, so now there are special moves and there are super moves, right? So special moves are with some with some abilities like Superman's lasers or whatever. You could expend a short amount of the sup- the special bar to have it instead of like hit them with lasers once, it hits them twice. Mm. Um, so you can you can power up certain moves with that. There are also super moves where you are, of course, going to do something really crazy and cool and cinematic. And that's where we talked about the Superman uppercut into the stratosphere, the Flash lap around the Earth, yeah. or Batman summons like the what's Aquaman it shark. Oh, the Aquaman shark. Yeah, that's great. He summons like a tsunami, just fills yeah. up the whole area with have like no lips and <laughs> <just> all teeth. <laughs> that's a great white shark, man. That's how it works. Have you ever seen great white shark lips I, before? I, I highly doubt that they like swim around with their teeth bared. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably not until they're about to eat something, yeah, but like, yeah. ah, ah, and then it just, yeah, eats the enemy. So mm-hmm. yeah, so you've got your super moves as well. Very, very fun and uh, cinematic. You could usually do them at least, I'd say probably twice in a match, but sometimes some of the longer matches, you might be able to build up enough gauge for three times. And then also the button that triggers any sort of like interaction with the foreground. Right. So yeah. So the right bumper use is used to um, sometimes interact with the environment. So this is one of the the coolest things I thought that was that was added into this game versus stuff like uh, like uh, Mortal Kombat and whatnot. So the interactive environment. Right. Say you're on the rooftop in Gotham. Okay. There's an air conditioning unit. If you're playing as Batman and you hit the right bumper, Batman jumps onto that air conditioning and then like does a backflip or something over to another side of the battlefield Mm -hmm. and you're able to use it as like a like an agile sort of get out of jail free escape move right Mm -hmm. if you're playing superman he's flying already Mm -hmm. he's not going to be using it to jump off of and dodge instead what he does is he picks up the damn thing and chucks it at the opponent right so based on if you're playing as a gadget type character or if you're playing as a power-based character there are different interactions with some of the environment oh, elements. I didn't really notice that. I would always just play on like different stages. I wouldn't see any sort of like difference between characters, but that's cool. There you go. But were you saying that like Mortal Kombat doesn't do stuff like that? Well, I mean, there is interactions in the environment. But I don't think it's so like obvious where there's a right bumper button mm-hmm. that it does it. I mean, you Actually, have more no, experience I, than I No, do. the more I think about it, it's if you end up pushing somebody when they're like just about to die, then that's when the interaction happens. Okay. Because like, you'll see like little red rings on the floor to indicate that you can like interact with the background, but that's only mm. when you're like you're about to kill somebody. Okay. So, yeah. There you go. So again, <laughs> experimentation, right? NetherRealm got to experiment with this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the in- interactive environments are really cool where you could also hit the enemy into the background and they get something done to them from like an enemy back there and they just bounce off of it and, and come back to the foreground. You can use that to chain a lot of combos. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's this classification on on power-based and gadget-based. And so like we mentioned how Batman has his like drones, right? Mm-hmm. His bat drones or whatever. Superman's ability, his special ability with the B button is um, where he just becomes more powerful. Simple as that. Like yeah. just he's a power-based 
uh, being, so he's not going to be using, like, batarangs and, or super rangs, I guess, and stuff. Um, one thing that I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. um, in terms of light, medium, and heavy attacks is that, I don't know, it's just not something I really ever focused on, which is probably, like, a fault of me of, like, playing um, fighting games, but um, you do tend to mash a lot of light, light punches. So oh, yeah. I'm wondering, if, is there some sort of science behind that? Well, I mean, light light moves are going to happen faster yeah. than heavy moves, right? Okay. Heavy ones, you've got this kind of big wind up like, mm-hmm. ugh, and okay. it does a lot of damage, but it's very easy to avoid. So you want to use the lighter ones to string together combos, right? So you like hit them a bunch of times, get some combo built up, launch them probably with a medium attack, and then follow up with a heavy. Interesting. I feel like I would mash like a lot of the medium and then go heavy, but... <laughs> ah, maybe it wasn't fast enough. Maybe. Maybe you needed to start off with some... Right? Yeah. I yeah. Well just do another rematch, so. We'll do it. With this newfound knowledge. I'll fight you. I'll fight okay. you right now. Okay. <laughs> Excuse us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, BRB. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's this really, really neat thing where they were trying to experiment with more areas that they couldn't exactly do in Mortal Kombat. Now, I know, tell me if I'm wrong. Hello. Are there multi- multiple stages in a certain oh, arena yeah. in Mortal Kombat? I mean... When we were playing sort of like a free play, like just basically like practicing, um, I don't know. I we we weren't able to trigger anything to like lead us to a second stage, but you'll see it during like the story mode. Um, I think I don't know. You suspected that there could be, but for the most part, it never happened. Yeah, I think we were just not good. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the times, it happened yeah. when the enemy like you're kicked good. me into. <laughs> I'm good? Oh, yeah. psh, please. T- you're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> no, I'm not good. I'm not good. Uh, yeah, the, some of the arenas, some of them like Atlantis are just the one flat stage. But yeah. some of them like Metropolis actually have three distinct stages. Three? Yeah. Holy There's God. actually three. Really interesting. Interesting. You'd have to knock your opponent into a certain area, and I think you might even have to just press some sort of specific button or something. Yeah. I'm not sure. But either so way, like, triggers situations, are re- Yeah, situations like where you're kind of like playing in some sort of like building. Um, you can like punch them and like they'll land into a helicopter for some reason and then be taken to a different stage. Yeah. So I really like the um, the animations between the stages, arguably more yeah. than some of the special moves even. True. Some people's special moves are just kind of eh, like Wonder Woman's. I think that's only mm. because like you see them so often and it kind of just like takes like you have to Maybe. pause your gameplay and then yeah. Maybe. I don't know, I like the journey. again, so like, oh, you know, we don't get it often, so that's why we like it when it does sad. happen. <laughs> sad, sad, sad. <laughs> now, here's another really cool thing that they added, uh, clash battles. Are you talking about the whole, like, wager? The wager thing, yeah, yeah the clash battles. So, uh, basically... Did you ever find out how to... <laughs> okay. So, well, okay, so one thing that, that you have to be is there are two health bars, right? So, you got one health bar, it gets depleted, there's a short little, like, two-second intermission mm-hmm. where... Uh, you get a moment to like stand back up and then you have a second health bar that needs Mm -hmm. to be depleted. So when you go down to the second health bar, that's the only time that you can trigger this clash battle. Mm. And it's where you're able to, um, basically you and your opponent stare at each other (laughs) and get to wager a certain amount of your special meter Mm -hmm. and whoever wagers the more of the special meter Wins. wins this fight. And the you know, you playing as Aquaman or whatever and the other person playing as Nightwing, they just run at each other head on. They have these little like quips or something that they really quickly yeah. say, some sort of one-liner that's sometimes unique actually depending on who's fighting against who. Mm-hmm. And then they hit each other 
and then there's just this big like white flash explosion and then you see whoever actually made it out the the victor mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a it reminded me a little bit of like japanese movies the old swordsman movies hmm. where you would have the two um samurai like show off <laughs> and you see them just like do their slash and then they run past each other right and yeah. then one of them like five yeah. seconds later falls down okay it's yeah. kind of like that like mm-hmm. oh and yeah that's kind of what reminded me of. <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's pretty neat. I like that a lot, mm-hmm. actually. It was a fun, casual way to, to play. Yeah. I can't imagine in really high professional stakes that it would be utilized as much, or at least it would be used more in a tactical way where you have more special meter or your opponent doesn't have any special meter, yeah. and that means that it's just going to be like a free win, basically. Do you, there's like, does it end up? I don't, because we barely like use the whole wager situation. So I'm wondering, like how bad is the damage when that like when you do win sure so if if you're the person who initiated it mm-hmm. then you're going to be if you win it you're going to be getting health regenerated oh. but if you're the person if you're not the person who initiated it and you win cool. then you do damage to the opponent so extra play this game <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> now when it comes to actually attacking moving and all that it feels like mortal Kombat. now mm-hmm. something that's interesting to me about this I actually don't really like this. Why? I don't like the Mortal Kombat games and how they feel. They feel, to me, they've always well, felt... <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> to me, they've always felt kind of clunky. They're not very smooth. Um, mm. You can button mash, but you just feel heavy. Now, okay. when it comes to Street Fighter, you're able to do a lot of quick attacks. There's mm-hmm. a lot of comboing and stuff in that. Um, it's a little less about juggling, I think, in some ways, but you feel a little bit lighter. And when it comes to Tekken... It's very smooth, very flowy, and I feel like it, you're able to string together really long combos just based on like getting into this rhythm um, that's flow. So Mortal Kombat somewhere lies it between like, those to me. Yeah, maybe it's just like I feel like Mortal Kombat probably caters to people who kind of like to pace their fights. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess maybe I just need to experience other fighting games more, and maybe I I might throw it away <laughs> and just be like yeah this is way better <laughs> i don't know i mean mortal kombat's been around for so long for a reason it's not just because it's edgy and you know people kill each other in it yeah. but it's because it's got a good fighting game system so i i think it's just not for me i'm not the target audience i figured that during this the course of covering injustice i might eventually start to kind of warm up to it never really found it unfortunately so <laughs> but if you prefer that style you know the the then you're welcome to enjoy this game. I I didn't dislike this game. It's just that it's not my preferred fighting game style. That's all. I don't know. I still liked it. Brought back a lot of good memories of oh, yeah? Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And then I had DC characters. Like, it doesn't get any better. It's pretty cool. Now, here's a question for you. DC or Marvel? Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I said it. I mean, obviously, from our little side conversations, um, I prefer marvel okay yeah i mean between me and my sisters they both liked batman and superman but i was a really big fan of spider-man um still haven't seen the movie the newest movie but i'll get there you have seen it oh oh i thought you meant homecoming oh i've seen that oh okay i haven't seen that no yeah i don't know i don't count like spider-verse as a new i mean it's i mean it's a spider-man movie but it's not human (laughs) like a like a live action sort of thing so i see that's all Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> off topic. What about you? Wait, wait, wait. What about you? What about me? Marvel or DC? Oh, oh, oh. I'm actually going to say DC. 
what? <laughs> yeah, for real. Marvel to me, Marvel are like the originals, I think. I think Marvel, actually, I'm not sure if Marvel came out before. Oof. This is something I'm <laughs> not. I. People are going to be so ashamed. I know, I'm You're ashamed. Like, it's obviously this. Duh, of course, <laughs> please. 1927 was the. <laughs> the uh, first year of. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm, um, I feel I like. I say it's DC, right? Really? I think Superman came first. <clears throat> right? I think you might be right. He's like. I mean, in terms of his name, it's like so generic. Like you know, when people think of a superhero, that's they think of Superman. You had the cape. Or Captain America. Nah. Nah. Oh man, somebody fact check us. Cause, like <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. I, when it comes to that, I feel like DC may have started the superhero thing, but Marvel, they took it and they went in a different direction with it, and I think that's really cool. But I, I just like. I think that DC just plays around more with some universes and things. I don't know. They've had some really far out concepts that I've liked a lot That's and they've true. been doing it for a long time, like Infinite Crisis and stuff like that, where there's multiple timelines, multiple universes and stuff. I think that Marvel wasn't doing that quite as, maybe not quite as well or maybe not just first. Mm-hmm. So I don't equate them with it. But I like that really weird stuff. That weird, like, the source wall where it's, like, the wall between universes and no one can pass it. But somehow, like, you're able to break it. And when you break it, it's like, oh, all hell's broken loose and these crazy people invade and stuff. Yeah. I think in terms of, like, my childhood and growing up with sort of, like, DC or Marvel cartoons, um, I grew up watching, like, the animated X-Men series. I don't know if you recall that. Oh, yeah. But I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm a really big fan of the X-Men, like, franchise and so i guess that's what kind of leads me towards marvel but i mean i can still appreciate dc um you had stuff like teen titans or like people i don't know how old was i when that came out maybe like 12 ish i don't know really but yeah <laughs> but um like i don't know it was just really cool in that you got to see like these cool like fight battles but also like really cutesy scenes and then also like sort of like drama between the team sure um and so i think yeah, I think DC kind of taps into sort of like mature themes. So I can see that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we can we can agree to disagree when it comes <laughs> to this. <laughs> uh, yeah, when it comes to the gameplay almost, there are a couple other things I really wanted to touch on very, very briefly. So, for example, there is an experience point allocation. There's actually a level that you're given. Yes. Everything that you do, you get experience points, and you use that to level up your account. And with the uh, points that you get, you're able to unlock alternate costumes and music and concept art and that sort of thing. Maybe that's where Red Sun came from. Maybe it was Maybe. additional music, right? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there was that. And generally, though, there was also battle tower aspect. Like in Mortal Kombat, do you know about the battle tower where there's missions that you no. have to do? Okay, so there's like this big like 200 or something fight mission list mm-hmm. and you're supposed to go through it and you're supposed to do stuff like you know, oh, defeat wait. an enemy in eight seconds or yeah. something I like that or, or beat them by not jumping. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff is really absurdly difficult. I didn't play it much because I'm just bad at this game and I wasn't even going to attempt the Star Labs, but mm-hmm. Star Labs missions are basically the Mortal Kombat Battle Tower thing. So it's challenging, big learning curve. And yeah, at least from my experiences on Mortal Kombat. Finally... By the way, just to clarify, DC yes. did come out first with Detective hey, Comics. Detective yeah. Comics. Yeah. But it nice. wasn't Superman who was first introduced. It was some character named Dr. Occult. Dr. Occult, right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay, there you go. It's coming back to us. <laughs> there <laughs> yeah, it is. We were born in that generation. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. I was there with Stan, Stan the Man. Oh. 
Rest in peace. I know. So yeah. sad. <laughs> Overall, basically, I'm going to say this is like the best DC game out there. Hmm. I think. When trying to think of like, well, okay. If you're if you're playing DC games with more than like just a few characters in one universe. So for example, Batman Arkham Asylum series, amazing. Such a good game. Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. I didn't play Arkham Knight, but oh, I heard wait, that game. That's you. Oh, that one has a good um, soundtrack. Yeah, I remember. This is true. Those games probably the best DC. Do it in the future. <laughs> game that maybe we'll see. But when we're talking about like a bunch of different DC characters at once, I think this is probably the best one. The story was unique. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, enough that they made a comic series to to follow up as a prequel. It was written by actually like a really well-known comic book artist or author as well, mm-hmm. Brian Bustillado, who did mm-hmm. the new 52's Flash and some of Detective Comics. Yeah, I think the only way to handle like that many superheroes and like trying to give them their own little spotlight is to do a fighting game. That way they can showcase their abilities. True. Yeah, true, so true. I think this is well handled. Yeah, yeah. Gameplay is deep enough and innovative enough that it had me just wanting to play more, see more, even though I'm just so bad. So bad at this Mortal Kombat style game. It's okay, I'm worse. <laughs> no, no, I don't know about that. I don't know. So either way, we had a good time, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, so that's going to be just about it for the show this evening. Real quickly, uh, update, this is actually our last Friday show. We're not canceled. We're not done forever. Don't you worry. Don't you fret. We're coming back. However, we're going to be on Wednesday nights now from now on, and we're going to be doing this every other Wednesday is news to me uh well surprise (laughs) yes wednesday nights from six to eight o'clock we're going to be sharing the time slot with celestial transmissions starting this coming week it's going to be them first and then we'll be on the following week so we're going to be taking a short week and a half break or so and then we're going to be coming back with a new game i don't quite know yet what i want to play i'm pretty sure i know but check our social media schedule you have time i will yeah that's true (laughs) so check out the social media outlets facebook.com twitter.com slash lag life radio and of course also uh the instagram at dj double underscore marmar twitch page twitch.tv slash dj single underscore marmar and that's why another reason why we have to change the twitch times is because uh you stream yeah usually i stream on wednesday night so from now on we're gonna have to change that so look forward to that twitch.tv slash dj underscore marmar and then finally lagradio.kuci.org for all things podcast related archive related playlist related check it out there thank you for joining me of course thank you for having me again yay the best we had a great time yes cool all right so we will try and have you on in the future again we'll see so i'm no longer exiled well well i mean future future is what i'm saying not like in the next week but Okay. Two months. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> to the gulag with you. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So we're done for the evening. We're going to listen to one last song. It's called Justice Is Done. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening wow. to KUCI 88.9 <laughs> FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I've been joined by DJ Granola. And we have been Lag Radio.